last time I saw him, he asked me if I knew about time travel. We've got chicken tonight. Strangest damn things. The man made little damn thing. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. With insomnia, nothing's real. Our dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? So we haven't been to the real. I know who I am. where we are searching for the weirdest movie ever. I'm your host, Ryan, and this is my co-host, Kai. What's up, guys? How are you doing today, you beautiful, beautiful <laughs> man? I'm doing good. Yeah? I'm doing good. Doing good? Yeah, it's late, but it's good. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. We uh, just finished watching A Serious Man, directed by the Coen Brothers. I didn't know that was directed by the Coen Brothers yeah, until the end. I think that is the first Coen Brother movie that I ever watched, which is kind of... Heresy to say, I feel like. That's the first one you've watched? Pardon? Yeah, that's the first one you've watched. I think so, yeah. Okay. What about, what about you? Wasn't, um, No, uh, no Country Road? Yeah, yeah. Is that Clone Brothers? I think so. Yeah, I've seen that. We should probably know that, eh? <laughs> you should know that. Let's figure that out. How's that? Like, is it comparable it to this one in any way? It was di- it's different. But is it's there... still, there's a lot of, like, stuff baked into it. Right. It's not service level, but it's... Are there, like, fingerprints that are the same? It's yeah, and and yeah, it's very like metaphorical, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously. I've heard that their dialogue is very memorable. Very, this which is I don't. This is one scene we studied in school. Um, yeah, him in the uh, in the gas station, talking about right, right, right. the heads or tails. So the screenplay's by the Coen Brothers, and then it's just directed by Ethan Coen. Okay. Um. Which, I don't really feel like I. I got like the whole dialogue thing from this movie. There's, they were funny. Maybe I guess I guess I'd, I've never seen a Coen Brothers movie before. I thought the dialogue was funny, and like, very it, and interesting. Yeah. But I kind of I guess I was kind of picturing it more like, um, um, uh, David Fincher's kind of dialogue, kind of like the quick pace, like witty kind of stuff. Okay, I wasn't paying attention to dialogue as much. As kind of the, the plot unfolding, and that's the well, yeah. Of it all, that's the thing is, I just didn't find the, the dialogue too memorable. Okay, you know what I, mean? I enjoyed it because I enjoyed the dialogue. I thought there were a lot of funny scenes, the way, um, like the conversations and, and with the rabbi and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that was funny. And also, kinda, just like and the, it got me into the it got me into Lawrence's head. Totally. That's the main character, right? Like I was yeah. pissed. I was like, tell me what the fuck happens. To the, the to the guy with the dentist guy the and it's like guy. it's like I was with him like it got me like on the character's side which I thought was was good they that's did it definitely well. draws you into it totally you're, totally. you're immersed in it yeah um, which I think is kind of like a Coen Brothers I thought, yeah and like the wife too I thought she was pretty like like she was pretty funny she was funny she was like to the point which is kind of not that wouldn't that wasn't witty but it was like when she springs a divorce on him at first yeah just the way direct. that he speaks to her yeah, yeah or speaks to him yeah um I was like as surprised and shocked as he was just the way she delivered her yeah, dialogue totally. in that scene. I was like, "What? Okay, I guess we're doing this." Okay. Yeah, I also noticed that they have a lot. Like they pattern a lot of things. 
like just every time that he mentions that it's side, everyone's like side. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that, subtle yeah. stuff like that. And every single time he talks to his the tenure advisor guy, it's it's the exact same scene every yeah. single time. Yeah. Um, I thought it was uh, like I don't know. We should look up who the editor is because the I the, love the it. cuts did were you hilarious. Notice, did you also notice the Dutch angles at certain yeah, points? Yeah, totally, like, that was, totally that was on the roof cool. and stuff with the with the milf. With the milk? And she was like, they were smoking together. Was yeah, like, yeah, that was great. Was that was awesome. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I feel like a lot of times when um, directors put uh, like drug scenes in movies, it's not yeah, always great. Yeah, that's true. And like, obviously this is not accurate to what it feels like no. to be on weed, but no. um, it's it fits into the vibe of the movie and the cinematography of the movie yeah. and it like does what it needs to do for the... I thought there was a lot of the Dutch <clears throat> angles and like, not pivotal scenes, but important scenes. Like at the rabbi when he's talking, when the rabbi's in the heat of the story, there's a Dutch right. angle on him. Right. The first time he's at the neighbor next door, the lady's house, and they're smoking. Yeah. That was like that was you know Dutch angles used there too. I don't know like this, the significance compared to, metaphorically speaking, with the rabbi. Yeah. And the impact on the plot and on the character's arc. Right. But they're obviously both memorable moments. Like both key moments that you were drawn into and that right. you figured were important and the Dutch angle. I, I just thought that was, it was, the shots were really well done. The cuts were super cool too. I love the cuts. Yeah. When his brother gets out of the water and what does he say before the huge cut? Remember um, that? When he's crying in the pool? No, when he's in the lake. Oh, he says, he stomps uh, oh, he says, super low angle looking up, he says, duh, and then boom, slam and it's like black. And it cuts to black. What when he, he gets say? shot? No. When him and that lady are talking on the park bench. Oh, right, right, right. She says, um, he says, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're exactly what you're talking about. Um, he says, um, if you could bottle this air, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah, like that. yeah. And then just like a super, uh... And then, boom, cut to black with yeah. the heart. I love the sound effects, too. Yeah, totally. I thought the um, sound was really good. The, um, I thought the music was good in this movie. I like, I like the sound design a lot. Yeah. Um, like, even when he's telling the story of, um... Yeah, the, there's the stuff. This has got like the got, like, a guitar in riff the, in, yeah. in the background. Well, that was like super key. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, totally. So definitely immerses you. Just like as soon as he's out of the story, the guitar riff stops. As soon as he starts talking, what you it, know, you know when you're supposed to be yeah. keen in. Yeah. Um. So, should we start talking about the plot or start? Should we? Should we uh, do you want to give a little uh, recap of the plot? Sure. So it opens with. We were talking about this a bit before, but. What year and where is that the, that starting scene take place before the starting credits, uh, the setting title card? It looks like... Are they Jewish, too? Do we know that for sure? I don't know what language they were speaking at the beginning. Because it sounded like Scandinavian. It's, it sounded it's, like... it's funny. Okay, I want to hear... Hold on, before we get into the plot, I want to hear... Why don't you describe what happens at the beginning, and then what you think okay. the, um, the opening scene is about, and then I'm going to read you a trivia, and, okay. and okay. you're going to... Okay. Alright, alright. Uh, so at the start, um, this guy comes home from his long day of work to his wife, who's like the wife in the story. This is also Visibly like unhappy. in like a shack in a cabin, like this multiple is, hundreds of years ago. Yeah, yeah. So this is what we're why we're like, uh, what would we say like sixteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, yeah, something like that, up north somewhere, in Europe, northern Europe. <laughs> guy comes home to his wife, says, "You won't believe who I saw." Uh, somebody brings up a name the wife knows and it's the same it's the same oh, it's not a tangent but I want to talk about this it's the same way when he brought up the name of the guy he he met 
yeah. who helped him out. Yeah. It's the same the same kind of reaction, the same kind of camera zoom in on her face as when people say sigh. It's the same kind of like okay. cap like it, it's like a it's like a moment. It's like the same kind of reaction. Okay. So that was kind of a cool thing I noticed. But anyways, he says his name and she's like she starts freaking out like this guy has been dead. This can't be real. There's a curse on our family, which would be I thought was a good starting point for kind of foreshadowing, obviously. Um, so I say that can't be possible. I'm a rational man. There's no way I talk to somebody that's been dead for three years, which is what she said. Um, he's a very nice man, and then she claims that she heard from family that he was dead, and that she, he's for sure dead, and that he's um, in the wrong or not completely sure what's happening. She thinks he's like a demon or yeah, uh, yeah. She's freaked out. She's possessed. like, "This is not who you think he is." He knocks on the door. What the hell is that? Who is that? Kind of like a cool, like kind of scare moment. Obviously, he invites him over uh, for helping him out. So the guy he meets when he comes home and talks about helped him out, like, like rebuild his what? His carriage. His carriage. Or something. Something. So the guy Some he met on the road. Yeah. Well, help, help him rebuild whatever, it. Whatever he his hustle over. is. Yeah. So he invites him over for soup um, as a thank you, and so he ends up coming over and uh, him and the wife meet face to face kind of this big conflict. They go back and forth. He kind of, he acts like he's just this normal Joe. Uh, everything's going well. The man's trying to convince him. Uh, like the man he brought home, that everything's cool. He is not, nothing happened. There's no demon pl at play here. And the wife seems to be okay with it, but upset until she stabs him. And then I f kind of felt like something was going to happen. Like we we're going to figure out who this man was at this point after yeah. just having him, but he gets up and he says, I'm not welcome here, and he walks out, and the title card starts. I, So, yeah, super weird opening credit there, because it's never really mentioned again no, in the movie. Never. And it's it kind of left that ambiguous. But there are lines drawn to it, though. Like, you, there's kind of, like, connecting the dots to the story I thought that were very interesting. Okay, you know? okay. I, I just want to say, like... The um, it's also left ambiguous as to whether he is actually a demon or yeah, not because yeah. he gets stabbed and he doesn't really have a reaction to it and he starts bleeding like. I think the, there's also a lot of ambiguity in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Is, anyways, so, keep going. Yeah. So, would you say that like a lot like how do you interpret the scene and how do you interpret it as as this is like I could this was like a completely cold open and it's never really like. Explicitly mentioned time, again. The setting of time, it's never explicitly returns. mentioned again. Would you say, like, what would you say, um, how do you interpret this scene? Do, do you think it, like, has a, is somehow metaphorical or literally? I think so, yeah. To, for the, I think there's this small uh, part where it's mentioned that the family's cursed. I think that's foreshadowing. That's kind of a literal line you can draw throughout the rest of the film, and there's a lot of metaphorical relations to the, to the plot in that opening scene, I think. And we'll delve into that as we go along. Okay. I think, yes, there is meaning to the scene. There's... What are, what are you reading? You're very, you're I'm about to read you some okay. trivia right here. Okay. So this is the, um, the, num the first trivia piece on IMDb. <laughs> the Coen brothers stated that the opening scene was nothing more than a little short that they made up to get the audience in the proper mood and that there's no meaning behind it. Damn. They played me. <laughs> Did you? What were you thinking? Like, what? What were your thoughts on? I like. I yeah, they fucking played you, eh? Like, yeah, they, they sure did. Cut this part out, please. I see. I like they, when I see something like that, my immediate thought is okay. From 
now until the end of the movie, I, I need to be to, thinking about this. I need, yes, exactly. I need to be thinking about this scene. And, it was so different. And yeah, and what it and what it means, what it's like. Is there gonna be like a literal line drawn to it? Is there a metaphorical line drawn to it? And I definitely struggled with that throughout the movie. And then you kind of said, they, I feel like this was more literal than metaphorical. But you kind of said, made the point that they like this could they they're possibly descendant. The main characters are descendants of yeah. the people, and they've been cursed. I mean, why wouldn't you think that? You know? No. Yeah. yeah totally. Like, totally. Um. So, do I think there's any, like, metaphorical, uh, um, relationship between it? I don't know. I don't, like, I hate that they said that, because I feel like... I just ripped, like, a piece out of me, man. That was tough to hear. It's, that's really interesting. I don't think I've ever seen that in a movie before. Just, like, a completely, uh, it's <laughs> like, like a big fuck you to everything you think. Basically, movie, yeah. I don't. I don't even. I yeah. I, I, I guess it's it's like very. It's like an absurd scene, and it's yeah. um, it does kind of do a lot of the things that the movie does, like you said, the kind of the way that characters react to certain things. So after watching, do you think? Would do you think there was any meaning to that? Like before, you obviously read that. Were you kind of? Obviously, like, well, yeah, like, I obviously, I... More ambiguous to you. To me, it was, if there was any meaning at all, it was metaphorical in a, in... An, Absolutely, except for that one part, but it was, like, a lot of metaphorical. I, well, I didn't even clock, until you said that to me, I didn't even clock that it was, there was, like, a literal connection, or I didn't, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't make yeah, that yeah. connection, but, like, I was thinking there's got to be a metaphorical connection between it. Um, I guess, I don't know, I, um... Also... Mm-hmm. The guy that comes in at the start, mm-hmm. that, is apparent, that is supposedly dead. Yeah, I thought was the Matt Mashak. Oh, was the rabbi, the yeah. old old rabbi. When they first opened the door, I'm like, that's the guy from the start. That would be cool. That's the connection. I was like, that's why I said that. I was like, fuck, here we go. Like we're about to find something out, but I guess just nah. I always feel like that would have been more interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I understand. It's like a cool way to like, because yeah. it is. It is a bit of an absurd. And if, the, and if he was the answer to everything, yeah. and that person that came over in the beginning who claimed he was dead was a demon, yeah, is that same person that could have had the answer? Like who knows? I don't know. Right. Like what that that could have tied into something. Yeah, 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 yeah. If that was true, but I guess that was just me being, I being too excited about trying to figure shit out. Yeah. I I suppose yeah, because he did make a little reaction there, and I was like, what are you, yeah, what are you seeing yeah, here, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. I think that, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, 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 I get it, like, the movie is a strange vibe, but is it really going through your head that... It was strange, but it was directed like it could have been, like, a, a short, like, rom-com almost. Like, it wasn't... It was surreal in parts, but, yeah. like, the dialogue, some of the dialogue in that kind of quintessential white picket fence 60s neighborhood. Yeah. Despite, like, maybe, like, I don't know, at, at face value... Watching it on mute, it could have been like a. Wrong you would just think there it was, was no or kinda, just like a family kind of no, comedy. Yeah, there was no. It was almost disguised in a way. I don't know, but it was. Yeah, it wasn't. I thought it was directed kind of like, almost like a charming vibe to it. I don't know what it was. Right. right. It was the main character was a charming guy. He wasn't a bad guy. I, mean, I guess it's not. The or point. was he a bad guy though? Is that yeah, kind of the knows? point? Who knows? Um, okay, I guess we do a little quick recap. So basically, the main character. Um, he's li- basically the story is about a man whose life is falling apart uh, at in every in sense, every of, way. every every single way. Um, kind of starts his 
his wife is divorcing him and is uh, getting together with another guy named Sai. Um, that's that's kind of the first tipping point. Yeah, that's that the tipping point, right? Draw? Yeah, Sai Abelman. Um, kind of goes on from there and you realize that his kids do not give a shit about him. His kids call yeah. him while he's in a meeting with his lawyer about getting a divorce with his wife. Yeah. And the kids like, can you come home and fix the TV? Yeah. Like, and um, he's got a brother who's um, a, a bit socially awkward. Yeah. And he is kind of he's freeloading on their couch, so he's and he feels obligated towards him to uh, protect him and shelter him. Um, then uh, he's. Uh, this is really stressing him out the whole divorce thing. Then he gets in a car accident. Um, he sings, a student comes in and says, "Yeah, he's a he's a yeah right. He's a South Korean student who um, doesn't receive a satisfactory grade. That like that was hilarious. That those scenes that. with him. That's what I'm saying. Like, that dialogue was funny. Yeah, it was. That, it was that, quite that funny. Korean dude, Clive, was a funny dude. He was very. That was not hilarious. intentionally, but the way he was written was funny. It was hilarious. Oh. Yeah, right. So he his, he has, he's a math professor. And he's given him an unsatisfactory grade on his uh, test. He gives Clive, uh, the South Korean student, unsatisfactory. Yeah. Fails him. Uh, Clive leaves a, a bribe on his desk. And it's kind of this whole thing throughout the movie. Is is he going to take the bribe or not? He initially doesn't want anything to do with it. and then he. But as start, things get worse, he yeah, considers it. He starts sinking further deeper into debt. He, the, the law, um, uh, the lawyer bills start to pile up. Um, his wife's lover dies, and she makes him pay for the funeral, yeah. which he feels obligated to do. Um, uh, uh, his um, he has to live in a motel because she kicks him out, so he's paying for the motel. He gets in a car accident, so he's paying for the car accident, and he's kind of and the lawyers for his. Oh, you haven't gone to his brother yet, but what his brother ends up doing? His brother is uh, is writing this um, this. Uh, Calculus of the universe. This uh, this this Predict book that's potential a, or possibilities or whatever. Like yeah, it, it, almost or right. Like it has it has the ability to predict everything in the universe. And he bets on it. Yeah, and he uses it to gamble and yeah. wins, and it's illegal to gamble in that state at that time. So he's racking up uh, bills for play for, pay for uh, lawyers for him, um, and. Uh, I was gonna say why didn't he just use that money to solve his problem, but that's a weekly game with money, so you can't really do that. Right. Um, so uh, it all kind of culminates um, at the very end. He's uh, he, he he gets a check for his divorce bills, and he's looking. Yeah, he's looking at his bill, and he takes out the grade book. And he's looking at Clive's name, because he bribe. yeah, it's time to take the bribe. So he he, he writes his um, changes the grade, changes the grade, and the moment he finishes changing the grade, he receives a call from the doctor that is obviously alluding to the fact that he has some form of cancer or sickness, a sickness that is going to kill him. So let's talk about a couple things here. Yes, please. Um, What's the movie trying to say? And I think it's it's definitely a, Here we go. a character study. Maybe not a character study necessarily. I think it's a bit more than that. It's yeah. kind of more... There's a very wide kind of general... I think it's a very simple message to this movie at the same right. time. 
So what do you think it is? And also, so each, so he goes to see three different rabbis about his problems. Yeah. And each one is Just like split, split throughout the movie, right? Yeah. And they all kind of give him... It's like a chapter almost. Yeah, and they all kind of give him different advice or no advice at all or very... At the end, there advice. is nothing. It's just to trust God and like his plan. And there's really nothing you can do. Right. It's just all up. It's not up to you. It's not in your will. It's not in your hands. And so that's kind of and that's kind of the ambiguous vibe. There's like, there's no answer. It's all it's all either in, to you or some greater power and knowledge that you don't know and won't, won't know for the rest of your life. Right. And he's obviously religious, so he follows this because that's what he believes in. Yeah. In the faith. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't really, in the end he sticks to like the principles to just, of the Bible or whatever, the Quran. The Quran. Torah. 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 Yes, last, last podcast we said we weren't mentally ill enough to, um, review that movie. And I feel like today we're not Jewish enough to review this movie. Wait, what are we, goys? Yeah, we're, I don't know if that's what that means, but I think that's what it means, a goy, non-Jewish person. Yeah. Um, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, so he follows this belief and just tries to be a good person, and no matter what happens, it happens, but the only thing you can do in the end is to keep being a good person and hope all goes well. And then it's interesting, the second he decides to go against that and take the bribe... Mm something bad happens. Mm. So it's like, there's always something worse that can happen. I, I, there's really nothing you can I do. I agree with that. I think that's kind of what the point is. Totally. I, I think that also, um, possibly, there's kind of this idea of like, maybe like, taking it, everything for granted. Like, he thinks his life sucks, but, um, kind of his, his, it his, does suck at the end. It does suck. His life and sucks. It's, it's not like he's not appreciating it in the beginning. He's a very nice man. That's so true. He's not, he says he, he claims that he, he complains a lot and blah, blah, blah. And he's, he can be like more appreciative, but that's, he's not unappreciative enough to, to deserve all this help. So, so maybe it's more of an idea of like testing faith. Yeah. Like I'd say so. they tested him and he didn't, he didn't pass the test. Yeah, he changed the grade. Lines. He took the bribe yeah. and they showed him yeah. how it could get worse. You know, yeah. he didn't accept the, like the absurdity of it. He didn't accept like the signs. And I think that's kind of like what all the, the, the first two um, rabbis kind of try to tell him, yeah. in a way, is... And the third one just doesn't tell him anything. Yeah, the third one is, he was thinking. He was thinking. And right. um, he was thinking. I think that he is... Uh, yeah, he, they test his faith and he's unable to remain faithful. The final chapter, the final answer isn't given to him, right? By right. that final, the guy that... When he had that dream and and Sai said he fucked his wife, blah, blah blah. But you need to go see this final rabbi. Right. right. You know, like I did all this shit, fuck you, blah blah. Like, but still, you need to go see this guy. And he does, and he doesn't. He can't get that answer. It's so, like the final, the shining light is never. Is right, never, but maybe no that's kind of maybe that's kind of the point. Is that, that is. That's there what is. I'm saying. Yeah. That's right. What I'm okay. Saying. Yeah. You're right. And, that's uh, total. That's total. There's a bunch of things. The entire movie is kind so of like a. There is no movie. answer. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Even at the very beginning, there is no answer. Yeah. I think that... But going back to that, when they said his family's cursed, that was kind of like maybe what I was thinking, that this man is cursed because his life is going to shit. Right. Every possible... Right. ...end is getting ruined. Um, so that's kind of the literal tie I had with that starting scene. Um, right. And, well, yeah, I think also, we kind of know that's not what it is, though, now, is the curse You thing. do, but I'm just explaining why initially I had that thought. Okay. Um... 
with the metaphor at the start or metaphors it's also we don't get the answer the guy gets up and leaves we don't know if he's the, the demon or yeah, not totally. just like we don't get the answer of why why this is happening to him and what he can do to fix right. also, also like again like we said you don't get the like the second rabbi tells him a story about a man who is very confused about the, the story yeah, yeah. yeah he's very confused about the signs that it's God is telling him and he he never um, he gives him a very vague open-ended answer yeah he, he never he never tells him like what like what the signs mean or um, if the man ever found out what the signs mean and, he and, he, and, he, and he asks him he's like why bother telling me and he's like and he's like who cares like he says like why would you want to know the answer yeah. and I think that's kind of the whole point like also we kind of forgot to touch on this is that the actual final scene ends on um, his son looking at a tornado coming which is just it's a massive cliffhanger there is no answer does he live or does he die right before he gives right before he gives the kid the money yeah so it's like he's ending on a bad note too or he's he's, he's ending on, a, on an unknown note yeah it's all just unknown it doesn't matter what the answer so maybe was maybe he's gonna die the Lawrence is obviously gonna die of sickness or it's it's implied yeah Maybe his son dies before giving him, giving that dude the money. So it's like he ends on a bad note as well. But may, like maybe he does, maybe he does. We never yeah, even... that's true. Also, Lawrence never gets an answer as to what the doctor is even, like, calling him in for. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, that's heavily implied, though. I think. I think it's heavily implied, but it's still... It's, you can't say it over the phone when you gotta come in. It's like, can you come in now? I cleared your room at the end of the day. Like, this is fucking important news. I don't know. Regardless, they're still like not a definitive answer given, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of the point is that I think this movie is kind of all about just like the absurdity of it all. And which you think it all comes down to the question and wanting to know the purpose. And well, I think the whole point of being there is just just there is life. no question, there is no answer, yeah. and there. Uh, you think it's kind it, of it's a, not it's not even that there is no question, there is no answer. It's like why would you even want to know? Like the, yeah. the, it's that's the whole point. It's very the, philosophical, right? For a movie that, like, on service level, might not necessarily... It's just a guy going, having a bad couple weeks. Yeah, it's just a good but a guy, and... You think it's a play kind of, like, making fun of religion a little bit for that? Because, you know, the whole play on, on what is God's plan, and, it, like, maybe... But I think like, that's kind of... I think it's kind of... I think it's not. I think that it's, like, supposed to further, because... It's you're not supposed to know... You're not supposed to understand God's plan. You're not supposed to... You're not follow supposed, his yeah, it's it's... There is no understanding God, right? There is no question that you can ask him. Where you, maybe it's the question the movie asking: Why would you even follow his his principles if you're searching for this and waiting, and there is no answer? Why would you even devote yourself to faith if, in the end, nothing, none of it, none of these questions matter? Because I think I, faith, in the end, is a way of answering these questions. But at the same time, there is. I no think answer. that's definitely a, a take. I think, I'm, like another take that I've heard is that, is that like. Um, th- like, if you ask God a question, like, his answer, you you wouldn't even be able to understand his answer yeah. because of like the grandness of it, the, yeah. the divinity of it. There the is picture stuff. Yeah. Why Why would he? Why would he make your wife to divorce you? The, yeah. Like the answer to that question is not like, it's not something that you could possibly understand, right? And so it's why would you even ask the question? Why do you care? Why do you care what Just the answer is if you can't understand it yeah. in the first place? And when he doesn't, when he goes, yeah. And then I think that kind of lends itself to the whole idea of that 
like he's being tested and he yeah. find he he doesn't uh you know he he breaks and he takes the bribe and that's what happens yeah he gets I think that's I think that's like I think that's a solid like I think we were either very solid that's a solid take I like that I think we both nailed on I think a metaphor of it all is like very heavily relating to like biblical or like just religious principles right and like, sure. the milf is temptation not to lust or whatever That's or true. something new maybe not maybe it wasn't that it wasn't I mean they never did fuck they just had sex in his dream but yeah I don't know what that whole milf sound was well, also just like what this whole sad part that was that was like that was like another like maybe a, that was an avenue to follow just to escape his maybe if he dropped everything and just focused more on the milf and her and her perspective on life right Maybe that could have been a path he could have taken to better his situation. I don't know. Um, and his brother, too. Yeah, that, that was just weird. I think that was just needed something else to test him. But I don't know. But the milk I think, was I like, think the, it's the, the that's also interesting. Do, do we, so if we ask ourselves, did, did he act wisely? Did he do the things that you should do when your life is falling apart? That's a very good take. Like, I don't think that he was necessarily like equipped to handle these things. I don't think that he... Maybe like, like giving into the bribe, giving into her, and having wanting and fantasy. Maybe not fantasy, but having a dream about having sex with her is is another way of breaking the faith almost. Because he's not divorced yet, too, right? That's true. So, like the bribe, he breaks, or at least wants to break, or views that as something right. like you know something. That was lost. The bribe is greed. Yeah. Ooh, maybe there's like the let's let's find the other ones. Let's find the other test. Uh, okay. Is there, um... There's no... Yeah, no. Is greed... Is that... Is greed the, the bribe? Would that is, not be he, greed? He's not... It's greed, but not for, like, a typical greedy reason. There's no... He's not just taking the money because he wants the money. He's taking the money for... That's true. It's not like, it's not like the root of the... He needs the money. He's not doing it just to have the money to have more money. Right. Maybe we should look up what the seven deadly sins are. I think that's, yeah, definitely, it's obviously a very religious movie. Um, I think it could be also, like, just, I could be totally wrong, this could be the wrong angle, but maybe it could be a play on on religion, and you don't, and that the fact that you don't need to believe in a God or faith to, to live by these principles, to be a good person no matter right. what, right? So, I don't know. Um... Pride, greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth. He's not a very prideful man. No. No. He lets this man come into his house, give him a bottle of wine, and give him a hug, and say yeah. everything's going to be all right, and fucking your wife. Yeah. Even in the dream, which is pretty cool, when he comes back in his dream, and he's in his, um, his lecture hall, and he comes out and he finally says it, because, like, it's been obviously implied that... He's being cheated on. She never says it, but like she's divorcing him and being yeah, like man. He finally confronts him and says, "I'm the one having sex with your wife. This is like we've arrived at the bitter truth now. You need to go see this rabbi, kind of right. thing, right?" So I don't know. There's there's definitely no pride. I don't think there's a lot of there's no greed. He's not doing it for, like he's a, a faithful man. He's a good man. Like there's no 
the, the sins don't get him in this position, in this curse, if you will. You know what I mean? But maybe that's kind of the point, is he's not, like, a good man. Like, he's tested, and he, like, and he ends up... But he is a good man at the start. It's not like he starts off as a but bad it's man like it's, prove himself. It's easy to be a good man when there's nothing... When there's nothing on the table. Yeah, yeah true. Right? Oh, yeah. It's easy yeah. to be a good man when there's... How, how faithful are you when it really comes down to yeah. it? Yeah. Damn. When the chips yeah. are down. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So maybe let's talk about Titan a little bit then. Hey, God, did you enjoy the movie? I enjoyed the movie, yeah. I loved sure. it. Did you like it better than Titan? Yeah, I yeah, thought it Sure. Like, like when I was talking about the charmingness of it, like that South Korean student was a charming, like charming in his own way. It was yeah, funny, right? Yeah, it was like, like it was funny. It was witty. Like, it was not, very, yeah. The and the, like the writing itself was is it just and the way the way characters interacted too, like his super um, anti-Semitic neighbor <laughs> and their family, like it was or perceived anti-Semitic. Yeah, I mean, he never actually. There's another Jew, son. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> Like, yeah. Uh, I think there's definitely more to this movie, but maybe we'll we'll discover some of that next week. When we yeah, there's a lot of, like, hidden gems in here as well. Like, did you notice when he was walking into, when the son was walking into the the grand the grand rabbi's office? Yeah. There were teeth. No, I didn't notice there were that. teeth, and it looked like there were, like, some kind of markings engraved in them. Yeah. I did not notice that, that at all, that actually. I was like, hmm. That's interesting. I don't know if you picked it up, up on that or if maybe that was nothing, but I did thought I saw well, it. Well, that's like a, the whole... Because he had like animals, like he had fish and stuff, right? Like he had, I, I got a study. I noticed Just like that. textbooks and maybe it was just like a, I don't know, a skull. But I noticed teeth and I noticed some kind of a, like markings on them. So that's I don't know if that had anything to do, but... What do you think like the whole subplot with the... Um, or if there was one with the, uh, the Walkman getting taken away? That's him, just, I think that, that just drives the it. plot forward, though. You think? Because that's... Well, maybe not, because we find out that he's been buying the records anyways from the guy on the phone. Another bad thing that happens to him, by the way, is that his son has been buying this, like, he subscribed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, I don't have the money for this, and he finds that out as well. That's another part of his bad... His bad yeah, it's just, like, one of the other things that pile on Yeah, exactly. Um... And, but like, what's the significance of the rabbi at the end giving it back to him? He does say, "Be a good boy." And yeah. It's kind of just like, um, maybe it's just like the whole idea of like, what is a good man? What is it? What is the? And he's high as fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that fucker. <laughs> um, yeah. Another thing that patterns throughout the movie is like kids saying that. I think that's more just um, interesting storytelling rather than yeah more technical like, than anything. That's that was just really a funny character that made me chuckle every time I heard him say that. Yeah, and I just mean like the whole idea of like continuing these patterns throughout it. I think that's just like a way to. Um, uh, it's kind of just like a way to immerse your reader or immerse your viewer. Do you right? think that pattern relates to the pattern of people having the big question, finding out there is no answer and that they shouldn't be. That's kind of like a hot, like a kind of, yeah, that's, that's reaching, but I kind of, I don't know, I, thought I, don't know. I well, that, I'm kind of saying that no, but maybe, um, I was kind of just thinking that it's that's more of just like a, a good filmmaker. No, totally, yeah, well, that's for sure, that's for sure. Just like, it's, the, you know, it's, it's kind of like the way that you, it, when he's telling the story about the man with the teeth, 
the guitar riff always plays in the background when he's telling the story. It's yeah, always this one you. song at the start, in the middle, and the end. I, uh, this one like sixty song kept playing, and I wish I could remember. What I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of importance to that. Yeah. When that song played, and the lyrics in it. What were the lyrics? Oh, the lyrics were definitely very significant to the meaning, but. Um, yeah, that played always at a significant moment, which was something to note that I feel like I should have known it better, but you're looking for the song? Yeah. Um, Don't you want somebody to love? Don't you want <laughs> to love? Yeah, he's listening to it as a Walkman, right? Yeah, and then it plays at the lady's house. The MILF? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it does, because she's know. listening to the records. I know. And when they start smoking, I think that song turns up and you kind of get this montage of them getting high. Okay. And then in the school, I think with the boy, it comes up again at the end. Right. But I wish I could remember exactly. That, would, that definitely carries a lot of significance. Okay, let's talk about um, um, Titan. Okay, let's talk about weirdness, right? Okay, yeah. Very What different. was weird? Did. What was weird about Titan and what was weird about this movie? I understood the plot of this movie. I had no fucking idea what everything anything meant. Much more metaphorical in Titan, right? Which is yes, I think that's I like the, meta the metaphors are more clear. I'd say in this movie. You okay? Titan. That's it. In this movie, you'd say. I think so. I'd say the metaphors are more clear in this movie. In a way, but I think that Titan. Within the first fifteen minutes, you're like, okay, like this is not like we're not like watching. We're not, a, in reality, we're not really. watching a three plot structure. Yeah. We're not watching a hero's journey. We're watching uh, something that's more abstract and trying to say something symbolically, which this movie does. It was very symbolic. It, yeah, which this movie does for sure. But it is there's three acts. It's a structured movie, um, which I think in a way made it more enjoyable and easier to follow. For sure. That's that's kind of like the Which whole point of the three act structure, yeah, right? Well, fair enough. Um, I, I agree. I think that if you're gonna break that three act structure, which I I enjoy, I like that kind of stuff. I, I'm a big Chris Nolan fan, which yeah. he toys around with it a lot. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna do that, I think that it need for me it needs to kind of serve it like, for like obviously one of my favorite movies is Memento, and that toys with the three-act structure in a very, very clever way. And the point is to service the whole, uh, this idea, the affliction that the main character has. It's, it's to be metaphorical and also show you the narrator's version of what's happening, right? Yeah. I just don't know if the, if, if kind of the same thing happened with Titan. I think we're talking about Titan a bit too much. Let's, so what, what made this movie weird? This movie wasn't that weird. It was just, it was, there was like never a dull moment in this movie. It was always, there was always something worse happening. It was always like building on, on what was already bad. <laughs> like right. just piling on. I think that it's pretty, it was, it was Well, like Titan was also like visually disturbing in a lot of ways. Yeah, visually weird, yeah, for sure. I, that's this, what I'm saying. Awesome. I think that they're definitely, awesome. they're weird in different ways. Totally, yeah, absolutely. I think this is a weird movie. How would you say this is weird? I think that one. I don't think that it's 
the regular it's not the regular character arc of a of it's a, weird because yeah it's it's somewhat non-conventional it's n- it's not it's a non-conventional movie there's a huge there's a lot of cliffhangers like the rabbi talking about the story of the dentist right. that's a cliffhanger also just the fact that it it opens with a cold with open a of a random little yeah hut yeah from hundreds of years ago and never ever ever references ever again that's strange the cliffhangers also relate to the theme of the story for sure. Well, yeah, it's bullshit. For sure. So there was more purpose to that. Well, not no more purpose. There was obviously purpose with everything that's weird about Titanic. But yeah, they're just so different. They are one hundred percent different. Um, I, the uh, I think even just like the way it's cut. I know we were saying that it's yeah. it it like added to the movie and it's funny, but it's not cut conventionally. No. Like scenes just cut, like cut halfway through where you would see the rest of the scene, um, and it's used for comedic effect as well. It is used to kind of further this idea of like cliffhangers and unknowing and not having answering yeah. the question. Right? Huge theme, no. right? Like even that lawyer that has a heart attack. We don't know if he lived. We mentioned that. Yeah. yeah so just we, as his, as the lawyer he hires brings in another lawyer to help with his marriage stuff, he's about to find the answer. This year in luck. No, it was, it was to do with the real estate. What was with the real estate? Uh, his neighbor was building a little... Oh, right. Sorry, and so he, was gonna, he was about to tell him like what the little loophole was that he found. That was yeah. like able, And then right before he says it, he has a heart attack. Yeah, so another bad thing that happens... But another bad thing that happens, but another just... Well, no, a bad thing that happens is that his neighbors, who are obviously super disrespectful and hate him, um, are building this... Another problem that he has to fix that arises yeah. in the story is that he's building um, the shed right up against his property line, and it's just another thing he has to deal with. So he goes to his lawyer, who he has for the marriage purposes. Yeah. He says, "I need somebody for real estate, um, and for for um, like land and a lot of stuff." Um, and just as he's going to give him the answer for a way to get out of it, and get his neighbor not to build the shed right up the property line, he has a heart attack and dies. Right, which kind of just for and then further, further like it's the cliffhanger. It's there's a no answer. Yeah, theme does he live? Does he die? What, another, what what was yeah. the answer to his issue? It's with another the, nail in the, in the you know in the, in the coffin for kind of cementing that I think. Right, that theme behind the story. Um, I like that. I like that idea that you come up with. I think it's yeah. So, weirder or less weird than Titanic. I'd say less weird. I also I just really enjoy it. I like stuff like this. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like... I mean, Titan was very interesting because I like the fact that there's no... You have to figure it out for yourself. Right. Um, this movie was more spoon-fed with metaphoricals baked in. Or metaphor- so, metaphors spoon, baked spoon, in. More spoon-fed than Titan, but yes. not really, like... That doesn't mean anything. Well, mean everything anything. that happened in the story, you knew. And you right. knew why it happened. Right. Um... Or what caused it to happen and, and how it's contributing to this character's story arc. We didn't really get that in Titan too much. It's very open to, to interpretation. This was the meaning of this was more up to interpretation, but I feel like almost the plot in some ways in Titan is more up to interpretation. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So it's, it was different in that way. This one's more spoon fed than Titan, but Titan is like not spoon fed at all. It's completely yeah. fed for yourself. I'm just saying plot wise on a different level it's, right. but there's obviously more the plot is just is just um, it's a more conventional movie than Titanic for sure yeah 
Yeah, the plot is just a way for for the like just it's just to feed the metaphors and the meaning of the movie. But the plot itself was given to you more than Titanic. Right. Done. That's yeah. We we've cemented that. Right. Um. I thought Titanic was weirder, but like I said, I like. Obviously, the editing was very cool. The shot, the way this was directed, I thought was really, really cool, fun to watch, um, which I like. And um, so I thought, yes, it was weird, but less weird. Even if it's different weird, it was less weird than Titan to me because I kind of. Oh yeah. If, well, even, I if, agree. even if somebody thought, obviously, this movie is weird. If somebody's going into it thinking it was weird, I agree. But I was kind of more. I was more interested. I was drawn into that because of that, because I'm kind of into that kind of thing. Right. So I was, I was kind of in the loop more, or trying, not trying to figure it out more, but kind of in the narrative environment more than in Titan. I was kind of just like, felt like an outsider watching Titan. I was like, I, I don't, this is really outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Titan was also really outside of my comfort zone for sure. I've been talking a lot about this. You, yeah, give your thoughts. No, I agree with, uh, Kind of everything you're saying. I, I agree Titan's way weirder. I agree that this movie's way more in my comfort zone. I think this is definitely... Um, I feel like we need to watch more Coen Brothers because I feel like this is kind of the type of style that me and you both yeah. really... Now that we talk about it, No Country for Old Men was hugely metaphorical. Okay. Um, now that we've talked about it and I've, kind of, I've thought about it a little bit. So yeah, I think their movies are something to look into more. We yeah. should watch No Country for Old Men. Sometime soon. Yeah, for sure. Talk about that. What do you think we should do next week? I really want to watch Eraserhead. You want to do Eraserhead? You want to go big? That's going to be like the biggest open-ended. We're probably going to have two completely different, or maybe not. Yeah. But two, there's there's a lot of different avenues to take. Yeah. My favorite thing with David Lynch is that even he doesn't know. There's not supposed to be, there's not supposed, there can be more than, more than any other director, his film's, the exp- like the this this X movie explained is is more someone's own take than kind of the universal meaning to right. it. Right. There's not like a it's it's because even Lynch doesn't know. So that that that's what kind of draws me into. Cool. I think the conversation would be super interesting. Yeah, I'm down to do that. We can do that. It's a bit of an undertaking, but also I just one. I love that movie for what it is, and I just I'd love to watch it. Yeah, you and especially with somebody like you who's yeah. wants to kind of take like take it apart and analyze it. It's gonna be super interesting. For yeah. Me. That'd be an interesting one because you've seen it so many times. How many times have you seen it? Uh, handful, like, like, like five times probably. Dude, five you're a psychopath, dude. I am. You're a crazy. I watched it when I watched it with a couple people, but you watched it with Dom and Max. Yeah, about his Dom and Max. I remember um, maybe them. not five or six times. I watched the first time I watched it. I watched like half because my first time seeing it. Watched it like two or three times again, just because I was like just so intrigued. I've never seen a movie like it. Yeah, ever. there's no yeah. movie like it ever. Definitely, you remember your first Lynch. Totally, and that's what got me into it. That's one of the movies that got me into like loving film so much. Yeah, um, I'm not a huge film guy, but like that's kind of what got me into. See, that's kind of made me re- what made me realize that there was more than just like a generic narrative film. Sure, and that's kind of the yeah, that like got me into it. Yeah. Totally, that, like that was that. it. That's a good one to do. That do a race red. Being um, John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich is definitely up there. I know there's, I yeah, I would definitely want to just like keep it. Um, I don't want to get. I don't want to do two movies in a row that are similar, so, you know, whether it be, like, uh, temporally or just in this, in a, in the way that the movie is, so Titan and, um, 
this one were very definitely very different. So I'm happy that we did yeah, these two back to back. I think our racer head. Not only did they come out a while ago, but it's definitely very very different to this different one. From this, yeah. I think being John Malkovich is probably gonna be most similar to this one. Okay. So maybe we'll wait a little bit. Gotcha. Um, uh, I, I think a race is kind of similar to Titanium. Just, I think for sure, a little bit. There's also a lot of visual cringe. Like you're kind of like, oh, like disturbance yeah, some in a racer head. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll so find get ready for that. Too. I want to do The Wall at some point. I want to do 2001 to Space Odyssey yeah, because I could talk about that movie forever. We're going to do a Chris Nolan soon. Totally. Shoot. Um, I think, yeah. Maybe we'll do the following because I haven't seen. I love to watch. Memento would be a. Have you seen Memento? No, I haven't. You haven't seen Memento? Oh my god, we gotta do Memento. Yeah. Okay, we gotta. Okay, we got a bunch of movies we gotta do. Um, obviously. Uh, we were gonna do this at the beginning, but I guess we should do this now. Should we talk about what kind of our thoughts on Titanor just after the week? Sure. To think about it. Yeah, you start. Um, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Uh, we won't spend too much time on it. Well, we gotta say, we watched like a short video essay on it. We did watch a short video essay, on and it. we were a lot closer than we thought we were. Yeah. To finding some kind of meaning. Or yeah, for sure. So identity I, for the story. Yeah. Totally. We, totally we watched one immediately after we did the podcast. We were surprised. We were, we were, yeah, we were like, like, yeah. He was like saying our words back to us. Just the uh, the theme of uh, trauma. We kind of nailed that. Yeah, trauma. Um, definitely the idea that um, the idea of generational trauma. Yes. So passing yes. Uh, her trauma onto the kid. Um, definitely the ideas of um, they never really talked about the gender stuff at all, but um, the idea of like the um, father Vincent being emasculated. Yeah. Um, this idea of them kind of like fixing each other. Yeah. Um, each other's holes right uh, the idea of um, Alexia not being a redeemable character mm-hmm. um, I think that yeah it, just this whole idea that this kind of um, this metal piece in her head it, it represents the trauma that's being imprinted on her and that will continue in the yeah what then she will then imprint that on her child and how she identifies with her trauma and how that affects her. That's cool now to think about it. The trauma yeah. implanted, or not implanted, gave her initially the trauma of the car crash. Um, or maybe, not the car crash, but the father figure that kind of was in, baked into that car crash of him not being there for her. Like, right. What, what was the theme we settled on for her trauma? Was it um, we, I think we, we kind of decided that she, she, that she didn't have a theme, right? Yeah. That she, like... Kind of the whole point is that it's open ended, so you can identify with it. Yeah, but I, like, but like saying that her her trauma was her father figure, and then well, we and see then Vincent it. filling that for her. Right, right. That was her um her trauma. I thought it was interesting that um she was given this plate in her head, and then the baby is is made from metal too, partially. Yeah. So it was kind of it was a very cool symbolic. Um, form for trauma right to, I, to agree. Across. I, I, I agree I just want to touch on that because like I've been thinking about that and that's very cool that's like that's a that's a physical literal symbolic representation of 
of the theme in this movie. Which is totally cool. Yeah, I guess like now that you say it, we, we didn't really give it its dues. Honestly, that's like a very interesting idea. Yeah, and a cool way to represent. Also, watching it fresh compared to a week later, right? you've had time to sit on. Yeah, to- totally. Um, um, also. I feel like we might have come to it had we given enough time. I think that we like were talking about it, but didn't like give a name to it. But this kind of how it's kind of like a found family film. Mm-hmm. Like, she kind of throws away her family in the fact we talk about this when she like burned her parents to death. Yeah, she locked them in the room and burned down the house. Mm-hmm. She throws away her old family. Vincent's lost her family, and they kind of find each other, and it's yeah. just this really fucked up, weird ass found family movie. Totally. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. And finding resolve in something that's not normal. Right. That makes you kind of cringe. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think, uh... That was good. I really enjoyed that movie. That was different than Titan. It was a good way to kind of explore other avenues of weirdness. Yeah. I'm really happy I watched that. That was cool. That gave me, like... That's gonna make me think a lot more about the meaning of life. Yeah, I'm excited for our talks next week when we talk, or not next. I guess we'll have to do it in two weeks, but yeah. I'm excited for our talks when we come back at it. Totally. Because I think that we found something pretty cool here. This whole idea of cutting off the ending, so because it doesn't yeah. actually matter. It doesn't yeah, matter what the answer totally. is. It's just an interesting concept it's for, all, for a movie. Yeah, it'd be cool too. It's so cliche, but if the if he woke up. At the end of the movie, it's like all a bad dream. That would kind of be like, kind of like, a, it doesn't matter. None of this matters, it's just a bad dream. Right. It's kind of like another fuck you kind of thing. Like, why are you even watching? It's just a bad dream. And it's not, it doesn't even matter. Why are you watching? It's a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that would have been kind of like along the same lines. That would have been funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it is a bad movie. The, the fuck you for him right at the end of the, at, at the end of the movie is he gets the, um, the call from the doctor mm-hmm. and I think almost the fuck you to us is we see the big tornado coming towards the kids and the movie just ends yeah. that's the fuck you to us why do you even care what the answer to totally. the end of the movie is why do you why do you even want to know why do you want to know if he gets the $20 yeah. back to the guy yeah why, yeah why do you want to know if he makes it right before he potentially dies yeah. or doesn't die yeah. and goes to hell for not giving that kid the 20 bucks for the weed or whatever it was that was the kid he bought the weed from, right? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Bagel. Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just hilarious. Yeah. Just having that guy with a bagel. A little super bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we wrap it up? Yeah. Before we leave, I want to plug a sponsor, Laps. If you need any video, yep. music video needs, um, or creative direction at all, hit Laps up. They've been very uh, kind and generous sponsoring this podcast. Huge sponsors. Huge sponsors. Awesome. Great really creative studio. behind the scenes. So keep that in mind. Um, if you like the production, the high value of what we're doing here, yep. how professional this is, you should, oh my God. Check out the YouTube channel, Laps. Laps. Instagram, Laps Van, V-A-N, L-A-P-S-E-V-A-N. Awesome. Give it a follow. Awesome. Start making music so I can, sh- or Laps can shoot a video for you. Oh. Um, I don't uh, know who laughs. Yeah, um, yeah. All so right. We'll there. <laughs> all right. Uh, good pod, buddy. Good pod. All yeah. right. We'll see you guys next next time. See you, pal.